from Hollywood, USA, the entertainment capital of the world. This is the Rumor Mill for the week of June 8th, 2020. Your only source for drama, gossip, tea, and speculation from the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. The shade, the shade of it all. The Rumor Mill starts now. Welcome to the Rumor Mill, your only sexy place for sex, sex, and sex. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You have some real hot sex, you know? We're sexing it up on the Rumor Mill. Yeah, we're sexing it up on the Rumor Mill. And, and you know... um, you know what's so funny is, did you ever used to hear those Adam and Eve commercials? Is that what it was called? That like sex store commercial on radio? Adam and I never heard Adam and Eve, but I was I remember like late night phone call phone numbers like I'm just looking for a man to talk to. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> like all those. No, no, Adam and Eve was a, like a like a sex toy online sex toy company, right? Oh let yeah. Me, let me introduce you to the goddess of glitz glamour and i can't i have messed it up the goddess of why don't we go why don't we switch it up the goddess of glamour glitz and gore miss laurie roggenkamp hello laurie Shut roggenkamp up. <laughs> no adam and eve was i don't know if it's still around was this online like sex toy company right yeah and they had this like really general just radio commercial they put out so they didn't want to put anything specific but they would go like and if you call within the next 20 minutes, we'll send you a gift that's just too hot to mention. I'm like, what could it be? They already said they're selling vibrators and all that. Like, what could it possibly be? Is it like is it like a, a ga- can of gasoline on fire? I know. <laughs> like, what, what could it be? Is it, is it actually someone shows up and just puts a fist up your anus? That'd be hilarious. Um, I went, I, the only time I've been, oh, I performed at a, at a sex shop. Oh, you did? Yeah, there used to be a comedy show at a sex shop. What? And Who ran I know that show. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. Okay. But um, yeah, they had people like Paul Shear uh-huh. was did the show and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am very uncomfortable in sex shops. Like yeah. I just, I just well, first off, I just feel like I look like I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I just, and then therefore I'm just like people are going to go, "Who? She knows nothing about sex." <laughs> so I'm just like, ah. Uh, so, uh, well, but the one time I go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the uh, uh, the one time I went into a, to buy something, it was for a sketch, and yeah. we had to get this bit. We had to get a blow up doll uh-huh. that a uh, somebody could make out with. Uh-huh. And um, so I went in, and I I was very uncomfortable, and I went to the blow up doll section, and I just picked a blow up doll out of random, and I mm-hmm. bought it, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be the tiniest blow up doll. I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it oh, was really? probably the size of my, the length of my arm. That's it. Okay. But you have a pretty and, big arm. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't the width. It was the length of my arm. When you meet women that you're attracted to, are you attracted to like smaller women that like you could just crush or you want someone? Who's no, like, 
that actually is the thing that I don't like. Oh, really? I don't like women that I feel like I could hurt if uh-huh. I, if I'm like near them. Yeah. So um, you would want to uh, you like so like a not necessarily fat, but like like the the more a woman the, she feels like she can take the heft of your body, you're more turned on by it. Yeah, I also I like a sturdy woman. Mm-hmm. I, I like a woman who I feel like if you knocked her down, she she wouldn't you know. She would what just kind of do that thing where she would just roll, you know, like the. I know you. I know you're often compared to Fortune Feimster. I am not at all ever compared to Fortune. People Feimster. are always comparing you to Fortune Feimster. Nobody's. But when, what are when, you, Derek Barry? When you see this Fortune Feimster, are you turned on by her? No, <gasps> but I do think she's a she's is attractive. Uh-huh. I just she's just not. I'm not turned on by her, but she's a very pretty woman. She's, she's got great legs. Oh, she does. No, she but she's hefty. She has some. She's some heft a hefty her. woman. Yeah, yeah. Like and 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 uh, what is it? I mean, so you're saying if Fortune Feimster called you right now and asked you on a date, you say no. Uh, yes, I would say no, mostly because I don't want to break up a relationship, and she's engaged to a woman, so I would feel bad. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a homewrecker. What female but... comedians are you like? Just really turned on by. Wanda? I'll answer. I'll answer if you answer. Okay, Wanda Sykes. No. Uh, Christy Elia. Do you find him attractive? Here's the problem. A lot of okay. In theory, I would, but I don't want their stories. I have about him from. I don't want to say on the air, but. Uh, that you but, had sex with him? No, no. But based on those stories, you know what's so weird? I don't even think you can find it anymore. But I remember when I first started doing stand-up and YouTube was really new. He had a really funny sketch on YouTube. Maybe it's still there. Uh, but this must have been like 2006 or 2007. Where he's... It's so weird. It's going to even be so weird to describe. He's walking through a, 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 the, a house and he passes by a chandelier and he recognizes the chandelier as his long-lost brother or something like that. And he starts talking about how awkward it is, you know, that they're there. It was, but it was really funny. It's actually really funny. He's he's and he's talking to the chandelier. But uh, no, but you never told me who you find attractive as a comedian. I didn't say. Uh, let you me. You said you would answer if I answered. Well, you a- you asked me Wanda Sykes. I said no. So that's oh, I thought you were. I thought you were, we were, were, were giving suggestions. No, I thought you were going to name somebody, and then I would name somebody. Oh, okay. Let me think. A female comedian that I find attractive. Amy Schumer. Oh, you, you're into this Amy Schumer. I find her attractive, yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay, so... Um, Who's the, who, who, what comedian do you find attractive? Well, well, you know... It, 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 and you can't say who you slept with already. Oh, because I was going to say, do you know the story about me and him? Uh, I mean, I was there. So, yes. No, 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 no. I meant, I meant, Lori was filming us have sex. No, I meant, yeah. do you know the story <laughs> about how, like, when I was, like, I don't know, 20 nothing years old, I saw him on Conan. And I just thought he was the cutest person I've ever seen in my entire life. And so I would record every episode of Conan until he came on again. It took, like, a year. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I knew that you had a big crush on him. I did have a big because, crush on him. Because we were... Do you remember when we went to uh, um, uh, Hollywood Improv? Mm-hmm. And you... Because we went there to see him. Yeah. And 
because you, you had heard from somebody that he was Pat really Keen. into. Oh, okay. You had heard from Packy and he's really into chubby guys. Yeah. So you well, were no, like, well, no, 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 no. I already knew that. I already knew that Pat Keen was, was going to set us up. So we get there, and it, at the time, I don't know if they have it now, but there used to be where you you would enter the. You walked by this glass door, and yeah. you saw the restaurant side. Yes. And the restaurant side had like a little bit of a lip where it was like you could oversee the bar side, kind of. Yes. And we were sitting with our backs to the bar side, uh-huh. looking out the window, uh-huh. and we saw him walk in. And you said, "I don't think I can do this. Yes. I don't think I. I don't think you know he probably won't like me." Yeah. You started, you know, doing your usual stuff where you're yeah. like, you know, who would like me? All that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I said, "Okay, how about this?" And I was sitting, you know, we're both sitting at uh, the same table, and I start getting up to move mm-hmm. to go introduce you to him, and I was like, "I'll just say hi, and then I'll just say, you know, this is my friend Joe, mm-hmm. right?" Yeah. That instant. He sits down right now. No, 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 no. Yes. No, I, I, you're close. You're close. You're forgetting something. We, I think, I think we were leaving, or I don't know, but we go outside for some whatever reason, and he's standing like in the middle of the street. He's like in the Melrose with a bunch of people, right? No, that's the kitty cat story. No, 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 no. That's after the kitty cat story. That's when we had sex. No, he's standing with a group of people, and and then you, it's the same thing. I said, I'm not going to go. You know, I, I he would hate me, blah blah blah. And you just say, just come on, and you grab me, and you walk up to him in the street, and you tap him on the shoulder, and you say, Hi, my name's Laurie, and this is my friend Joe. And then you introduce. Then there was like a little bit of back and forth. Then. And then we went inside. Then everything else is true. Then we went inside the club, and then we were sitting down with our backs to him. And then he came up and sat with us. Oh, okay. I totally forgot that part. Yeah. Because I just remember going like, ah, like <laughs> it's just like when he sits down, because he must have just followed us in. Yeah. And then yeah, and then crazy. sat down. Yeah. And then it turned out to be the worst thing that ever happened to me. All right, Lori, let's take oh, a break, God. and we'll be back right after this. You're welcome. <laughs> Lori Roddenkamp, uh, a number of drag queens, including Trinity the Tuck, Mimi I'm First, and Aquaria, have called out RuPaul. RuPaul Charles for her silence on the BLM protests, Black Lives Matter protests. Um, first, I actually have the, I have the quotes. First, the first one to actually do it was Mimi. I'm first. She of the lifting up India Farah and um, twirling her around. She wrote, um, "You are the most famous queer person of color, and you have said nothing. Nothing. Speak up. Come on. You've got to be fracking kidding me. Okay, that's what Mimi said." Trinity the Tuck said, we are how many days in this specific fight of protest and positive change for BLM? Mother RuPaul, where is your voice? Everybody say love. Everybody needs to say something. This is the moment. Your voice is important and needed. Your fans, your drag race family, your black brothers and sisters are needing your encouragement and light right now. Silence is not an option. Please use your platform. You are the most well-known queen in the world. It's so important. I understand some of your concerns, but when you have such a massive platform, it's your responsibility to the people who look up to you for you to use your voice 
the end. Lori Roggenkamp, what are your big thoughts on these queens calling out RuPaul over social well, media? First off, can I just say how much I love the fact that it's three white queens calling out a black person to, <laughs> hey, speak up. We're going to tell you what you should be doing right now. Yeah, it's a very good point. <laughs> You're not doing the Black Lives, black lives Matter movement right. You yeah. Need, listen to us white people. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, RuPaul, the white people are ordering you to say something about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> hey, RuPaul, you, have you heard about this Black Lives Matter? <laughs> what do you know do you about know that? Do you know what's going on? Apparently black <laughs> people are getting, are racially profiled. What? Why aren't you saying anything about it? Yeah. <laughs> like You know, okay. what's so funny is, again, look, here's the deal. I, I kind of alluded to this last week. If, if a celebrity wants to use their platform... And speak out for Black Lives Matter or whatnot. I think that's great. You know, Ben Affleck's been yes. doing a lot of work. A lot of celebrities have been doing a lot of. In fact, that's our next one is kind of about this. But um, if they want to go out and speak out about, that's great. You're, you, I, I'm, I'm all for celebrities using their platform for good. Okay. Yes. But on the other hand, there is the element. I mean, if RuPaul doesn't say anything, like at the end of the day, like. Is there somebody who is there anybody on this planet who is like, no, all lives matter? Like, no, RuPaul said that they did it. Black, black lives matter. Never mind, Black lives matter. Like, who what? is Ru, like who is who is who's waiting for RuPaul's comment on Black Lives Matter movement? Because here's the thing, RuPaul has never said so directly, but she's intimated that she's more on the. I, she, I think she's still a progressive, but that she's more on the on the conservative side. I don't know if you necessarily want to hear RuPaul's real opinion on Black Lives Matter. Um, and that's probably why she's staying silent, to be honest with you. I mean, to be honest, I, I kind of feel like she lives it. Why should she have to comment? I, I feel like, look, I think I agree with you. I think if you have, if you're in a state of power and you should. But for me personally, I think that's for white people and non-persons of color. I think if you're a blacker person of color, you live it. Mm-hmm. Why should you have to comment on it? Like, well, it's almost like saying, like, hey, your house is burning down. Do you want to say something about the fact mm-hmm. that your house is burning down? Yeah. It makes no uh, sense. That's a very good point. But also, I think, you know, there is no celebrity that I'm thinking, this person needs to speak on this. When they do, or when they when they, when they they protest with people, I'm very, like, I'm very, like, uh, touched. You know, like, for instance, yeah. I was never thinking, what is Ben Affleck's opinion on that? Uh, <laughs> On the Black Lives Matter movement. But when I saw him in the streets in Los Angeles protesting, I was like, you fucking go, Ben Affleck, using your platform for good, right? Yes. But but, but there's no celebrity. None. uh, Well, maybe... uh, Who's the nanny? Fran Drescher. Maybe Fran Drescher. But no one else am I... Well... Am I worried about... I think Fran Drescher's a crazy person, right? Uh, I mean, you know, crazy is relative. Um... I, I will say that she was really big into the to the gay rights movement, so maybe she's tapped out. Maybe she's like, hey, guys, I've done a lot for gay rights. Yeah, anyway, but, but my point has been made is that there are no celebrities that I need them to speak on it, but when they do, and and obviously when they agree with me, then, um, yes. <laughs> then I'm all for it. Well, know? that's the thing that I feel like. I feel like for the most part, I'm like, people who want to say the alternative mm-hmm. i'm like nobody gives a shit what you think stop using stop making statements like either stay silent 
or don't say, you know, it's like uh, Drew Brees, who's a quarterback yeah. for the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. He, for some reason, felt the need to, in an interview, uh, talk about the kneeling, uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling and mm-hmm. saying that he would never support anyone who disrespects the flag. That, that, and it was like, I, I hate that argument so much. It's such a dumb argument, but also it's like, read the room, Drew. You know, what what's happening right now? Pick up a newspaper, open up a blog, yeah. you know? It, what, the, just the, shut up. The kneeling thing was always so frustrating because, do you know the history of the kneeling thing? Yes. Also, a soldier was the one who, who told yeah. Colin Kaepernick to kneel. Yeah, that's what happened. Was Colin Kaepernick was, was just uh, sitting down. Yes, uh, he, was, so, he was essentially sitting out. And I think this soldier who's, so, I think maybe kind of even kind of famous, right? Reached out to him and said, hey, listen, if you're going to do it the way, here's how, and I think they worked together to develop how they would actually respectfully protest, right? Yes. The other thing, there was a great meme going around in the early days of the protest where it, it had someone saying like, it showed a picture of, anyway, the point was when, the people were kneeling. That was disrespectful. When they're protesting, that's disrespectful. They're like, they're like what? Because because I think when people were protesting, they're like, yeah, you could be more polite in your protesting, you know. And then they're like, but then they show. Um, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Colin Kaepernick, he just took the fucking knee. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's so offensive. So what does polite protesting mean to them? Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was on the freeway and they blocked off the freeway, I'd be upset. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, no, protesting is not scheduled. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody gets a permit to the, from the, you know, to protest. So uh, I think, I think it's like, it's kind of ridiculous to say like, oh, you have to be, you know, you have to be civil about it. It's like, come on, guys. It's a protest. Well, that's the thing is you don't get anything. You know, I've noticed this for a long time is you don't get anything by being nice. The people who get things are the people who scream and yell for them, you know. And um, and so, you know, we have to. Now, look, I'm not protesting because I'm deathly afraid of coronavirus. Okay. But... Um, yeah, I'm not protesting because I can't walk and stand for long periods. You know of what? Time. It's funny that you say that. I was saw someone was saying uh, like, "Oh, there's going to be a protest going from here to here," and I saw the route and I was like, "Oh, I was already exhausted just looking at the route." Anyway, it, you know, MLK is the one that said uh, that uh, a riot, speaking specifically speaking of a riot, is the language of the unheard. Now, th- and that's exactly what this protest is. It's finally, like George Floyd has, you know cracked everything open and been like um enough is a fucking enough we this is fucked up we're not gonna take it anymore i I legitimately think it's a perfect storm because you have people who are right now unemployed who can't Mm -hmm. go back to work who are feeling the frustration and then you have this then you have a young woman who was killed in her home sleeping she you know she was shot in her home and then you have a, a man who who nonchalantly the officers were just crushing his windpipe yeah. and killing him. And, you know, I honestly feel like, yeah, we're done. It's that's it. We don't want this anymore. Yeah. This cannot happen. Yeah. And I feel like you're, you, I feel like now people are, see, are starting to see that this is ridiculous mm-hmm. and that this needs to end. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I, to be honest with you, I would say RuPaul's doing exactly what she needs to do and just staying quiet and doing, you know, if she if she has a different opinion, keep that to yourself. I think she kind of has a different opinion, to be honest with you. I Then she's smart. Because, she, and look, by the way, 
I think I'm going to say two things. I think it's brave for a celebrity to speak out on this. I'll tell you why in a second. But two, I want to give some big props because, you know, for Ben Affleck, known left-wing advocate Ben Affleck, to go out marching in the streets for, it's, you know, it's worthy of applause, right? It's laudable. But it's not a surprising. I have to give it to Mitt Romney, a Republican who went out and marched with the BLM protesters. I mean, that is truly, oh, that wow. takes some fucking courage to do that, right? Good uh, for him. So one, but two is, look, we all know that I don't like this Ellen DeGeneres, okay? And there, I will admit there is some sort of schadenfreude about what's happening to her with, I guess she spoke out on uh, on the on the protests and everything that's happening, and she just got fucking shouted down. And I read what she said. It she's she's trying. In fact, what's funny about what she wrote on Instagram or social media is it seemed so run through a publicist that it was it was almost said nothing, right? Yeah. And people just fucking shouted her down. Then she made a video of herself crying, talking about how she's trying to do the right thing. And I was like, this, what benefit does it have to any celebrity? To come out and say anything. Well, to be honest with you, I think you have to pick a side. I think if you, I think, and RuPaul sees that. I don't think maybe RuPaul agrees with everything that's happening, good or bad. Mm -hmm. But I think she sees that you can't be middle of the road. You can't be like, I I believe Mm -hmm. in, in justice, social justice reform, but I don't believe in the protests and I don't believe in the riots or I don't believe in, you know, completely defunding the police or blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. You know, you come out and you say that, you're going to get shit from both sides. Well, that's the thing. So it's like, just don't say anything. That's what I think. But look, when RuPaul has made statements in the past, she gets herself in trouble. Not that she said, you know, so like, I think she's just like, fuck that shit. I'm going to stay quiet. But then again, as as I said before, she's living it. Yeah. As a black gay man, he has had to deal with, I'm sure, a lot of different stereo you know racial issues he's Uh been he's lived it so to be honest with you i think it's a little hypocritical for these white drag queens to be like hey you should be doing better (laughs) it's a very good point all right let's move on to the next headline which is kind of related but on a more lighter note Lori Roggenkamp, your favorite drag grace judge, Madison Beer, brought a photographer to a protest, a BLM protest, to take pics for her Instagram. Now, a YouTube video exposed the fact that the pics that Madison Beer um, posted on Instagram were taken by a by basically what what Madison Beer is, is basically claiming that the paparazzi took these photos and that she was protesting. Uh, somebody who was for some reason way too had way too much free time on his or her hands contacted found found out who the photographer was, pulled the Lori Roggenkamp and harassed the photographer saying, "Was this stage? Was this stage?" Finally, the photographer says, "Yes, it was stage. So what?" Okay. Oh. And then Madison Beer freaked the fuck out and said, "No, it wasn't stage. He's lying. He's just saying that. That's not true. I wish he would correct the record." But when you look at it, it looks a hundred percent staged. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, there have been a couple of different people who I've seen, like, taking photos of them, like, <clears> helping <throat> fix stuff up. They'll, like, get a broom and stuff oh, and yeah. take photos, and then they'll get back in their car and drive away. Mm-hmm. It's just like, don't don't be fucking fakers. Don't be, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, wasn't Madison the Madison Beer the one who, like, essentially just did a strip tease during the celebra- secret celebrity drag yeah, race? and now she's a judge this week. 
Oh, she's a judge. She's one of the oh. judges this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, great. Well, yeah. I'm glad that we'll, we'll get to see her sound <laughs> opinion. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to hear that. All right. Uh, any other? Did you bring any headlines, Laurie? Or I mean, that's all I have from the world of Drag Race. <clears throat> um. Well, I didn't know if you wanted me if you wanted to talk about that Kate. It's not a really a story, but it's the Kate Blanchett said she had a little bit of a you chainsaw know, problem. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Let me do your headline announcement here. All right, what do you got for us? Okay, so Kate Blanchett says she's okay after a little nick to my <laughs> head in chainsaw accident at uh-huh. home. Uh-huh. I don't know why I feel like this is interesting Drag Race stuff, but I just find it so funny. Yeah, she's first not, off, she's never been on Drag Race. No one ever can I say about that I yeah. love her? Like I get attracted. Are you attracted to her? I would if she if she showed up at my house tomorrow and said, "Hey, I want you to leave your family and come with me." <gasps> I would say yes. Oh, Kate really? Blanchett. Yes. Do you and Star? Yeah, Star's your girlfriend, by the way. Do you and Star have a, a like a a free pass? <laughs> we started the list, uh-huh. but to be honest with you, I stopped it because for me, mm-hmm. my free pass is like Charlize Theron, Kate yeah. Blanchett, mm-hmm. Helen Hunt, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. America Ferreira, you know? Okay. Uh-huh. Star's free pass is the lady who does her hair, the <laughs> woman who works at CVS. Wait, you know, what? <laughs> the, the guy who... The guy who was who works at the tattoo place that where she got her last tattoo, like that's her free pass. And oh, I'm that's like, weird. No. People you know, yeah, yeah. You can't do people you know. Yeah. So, huh. it's really <laughs> odd. I, I don't like. I was like, I don't like this. I'm not. I yeah. don't want this. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So she said. uh I'm fine. I had, a, I had a bit of a chainsaw accident yes. yesterday, which mm-hmm. sounds very, very exciting, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But from the little nick to me head, I'm fine. How did you get the audio of her and play it? I, you know what? I uh, snuck into her house. And, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and interviewed her. Yeah. She didn't really offer any other information uh, no, after that. Oh, but I just you, thought wait, it was... T- so now, I just want to get this straight. You flew, what you know, like the 18, 20 hours, whatever it takes to get to Australia... Yep. Went, got to her house. Yep. Broke in, ran into her, asked her this one question. She answered it. Mm-hmm. Then you left. Got on a, back on a plane. Huh. During during the pandemic, by <laughs> yeah. the way. That's, you're I really... really yeah. So I have another one about oh. CrossFit. I don't know if you want to... It's in the same vein of protesting. I don't know if you want to... We'll, we'll end with this one, Laurie. <laughs> These are my... These are my exclusive yeah. drag race. Yeah. Uh any of any of our drag race supporters uh are if they're um CrossFit fans as well. Mm-hmm. So CrossFit CEO's racist tweet prompts many gyms and Reebok to cut ties with the brand. Oh, tell me about this. More than three hundred shocking, gyms- by the way, that the CrossFit CEO is a racist. Uh, hey, now, it's a very wonderful community. I was part of a CrossFit gym for a year and a half. And as you can see, it did wonders. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it, actually, to be honest with you. Um, more than 300 gyms have dropped their affiliations after CEO Greg Glassman tweeted a racist <laughs> remark about George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. So he uh, so the CEO uh, Glassman He's a, a COVID nineteen conspiracy conspiracy theorist. I okay. don't know if anybody people might. I don't know if you of you CrossFit drag queens out there, 
But um, mm-hmm. he uh, he doesn't believe. He did a whole video about he doesn't believe it's it's a real thing, and that it's mm-hmm. you know basically the, being perpetuated by the Democrats and all this like weird conspiracy theory stuff. Mm-hmm. So this um, the Institute of Health for Health Metrics and Evaluation shared a tweet about the Black Lives Matter movement and basically said that through their studies they've they've said that racism is a public health issue. Sure. So. Glassman retweeted that and then put at the top, it's Floyd 19. So basically meaning that it's, it's not real because mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that like, Oh, it's another, it's another, Oh, you the, know. Na- the name of the virus is Floyd 19. Okay. The name of the yeah. virus is Floyd 19. So because of this, so they have a, a long-standing <laughs> affiliation with Reebok. And mm-hmm. because of this Reebok backed out. Oh my gosh. And, um, uh, all of their gyms, they're probably the one of their biggest uh, um, athletes ever. God, I can't remember his name now. Shit. But well, so, well, so yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So a lot of a lot of athletes are are pulling out. They're saying they're not being affiliated. Mm-hmm. They usually have like there's a gym by my house that took down their CrossFit sign. I wish his, they have. I wish his dad would have pulled out. But, I'll, be at the, uh, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv this weekend uh, because of coronavirus. There won't be an audience, but I'll be there. Yeah, you'll just be standing outside yeah. in the middle of the street. Yeah, shouting, looking for Nick Swartzen. So, uh, so anyway, so yeah, so that's it. That's all uh, I have. Uh, well, Lori, it sounds to me like there are a lot of people who are very cross with him. You could even say they're in a fit about it. All right. Now, Lori, if you're not uh, part of this Patreon deal, God, there's such good stuff. We, we know we have that new Fat Camp show that we do, right? Yes. Which you know, you're, you, which we will announce today your weight because everyone should know Lori conveniently didn't have her scale. last. Or you don't have a scale in your house, right? I don't have a scale. Yeah. So you're going to reveal your weight today on the Fat Camp show. And then what else do we have? Oh, we have the Golden Girls recap show. We have, we have oh, the Pit Crew is back. The pit crew is coming back. Uh, we have uh, room. Well, we get shows two days early, guys. Because to be honest with you, the sh- first of all, if you join at the five dollar premium level, you have at least at least one show in your inbox every day, every day, Lori. That's why I can't even remember the shows that what shows we have here. You have that cuckoo bananas that you do. You know, yes. there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there at, at Patreon. Then not only that, there's this whole community on Discord, and people are are friends with people. It that is it is weird to have created a community where people are friends with each other, independent of me. That's bizarre, but it uh, is bizarre, but beautiful. It is beautiful, but uh, I have one more thing to say, Lori. If you don't like spoilers, get the fuck out. All right, the spoiler is starting right now. Run to your phone, call your mom. The spoilers start right here. Um, Lori, you know we have the little banter a little because you know I'm always imagining like little Paulette. Paulette's one of our listeners, like trying to making a mad dash for her phone to turn it off before we yes. get to any spoilers. So she seems like somebody who would have her phone on the opposite side of where she's working. So I feel like she yeah. would have to. She would have to get up. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick thing that my aunt did? <laughs> my aunt has been doing that's been annoying me. Sure. Okay. 
So my aunt watches a lot of TV. Sure. And lately, I've been going like, I'll be like, oh, what show are you watching? And she's like, oh, I'm watching a BBC show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what's it about? And, you know, normally if you were to be like, what's, you know, what's Law & Order about? Oh, it's a crime show about, mm-hmm. you know, every episode there's a different crime. And then these detectives mm-hmm. solve the crime, right? Yeah. She goes into literally detailed explanation of every episode up until what she's watched. So I'm just, I'll just be standing there like, and it's like one of those things where I'm like saying it while I'm like yeah. on my way to the bathroom or in my room or something like that. And then I have to like wait for her to finish because oh. she has to get through every yeah. single You're a scenario. That's happening. You're a rookie. My mom's the same way. Like she was watching some sort of lifetime movie and I was just cruising through the kitchen and I said, uh, what are you watching there? And she's like the Sandra Day O'Connor mysteries or whatever. Right. And I'm like, what? And then she goes, I go, what, what, what's it about? This guy killed somebody. I'm just like looking at him. And she goes, well, he was married <laughs> to this always woman. always how it starts. Yeah. yeah. He was married to this woman. Now, she was a successful banker. Okay. And she, he, he found out she was having, well, okay. You have to understand that she was having an affair with one of the tellers. But the tellers was the daughter, the son of... A girl that she used to go to high school with, but now he worked at her bank. And then you're like, what? And it's what I do now. I used to be like you and wait. I just walk out of the room. And as I'm going back upstairs, I'll hear her still telling the plot of the, of the whole thing. Oh, I, just, yeah. I just leave See, her hanging. I can't, I can't go in the room because then she'll be like, well, you asked me a question. And I'm just I like, know. yes, but I didn't expect an essay for imagine, an answer. Imagine if they, if they wrote the TV guide summaries on uh, in the magazine. The, 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 the TV would be the phone book. Yeah, that's what like Godfather. Like we were watching Godfather three, and I read the synopsis for her, and I was like, "This is how you should t- say like when I'm asking you what a show's about. Like, give it, give this example." Yeah, and she's like, "Well, if you ask me a question, I'm gonna answer it." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, well, well you I'm asked me what it was about, Joey." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly. Anyway, let's talk about the spoilers from this week's episode, Lori. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you for All Stars five. We have spoilers here and there, but I, I don't t- I don't know who's going home. I'll be honest with you. Here's what I know. I don't know what the mini challenge is, okay? So there's, okay. Not, there's not a lot of spoiler material. We do, uh, uh, this, they announced this last week on the show, that the, mini, the maxi challenge is a girl group challenge. Okay. The expected runway is either prom or queen of the prom, but it's a prom theme. The expected winner, the expected top queen, Shay Coulee. Oh, good. And she'll be lip-syncing up against the expected lip-sync assassin, Alyssa Edwards. Uh, it, now the That'd ru- be good. Yeah, and the rumor is that Shay wins, and because of the money rolled over, she wins $20,000. Ooh, good for her. Now, for the bottom two... Now, what's funny is in the spoilers, they said there was a bottom three, but they didn't know who the third person was, okay? Okay. So I'll say bottom two, but maybe there's a third bottom, right? But but the names that they had, they had two, they had two names in the bottom. Those names were? Everybody loves a third bottom. India Farah and Angina. Okay. Okay, I see that. I'm a little sad about Angina, but uh-huh. that's just because I like her personally. Oh, you know her? Yeah, we're good friends. She actually went with me when I went over to Kate Blanchett's house. Oh, she did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice of her. Yeah, we got like a little 
like a little one day hotel. It was nice. You know what's so funny? I didn't. I actually knew you went to Kate Blanchett's house because Kate Blanchett called me and she told me the story and she said she recorded you when she when she when you broke into her house. She said, "Who are you? Who are you?" And she's what she got. I'm a tubby piece of lard meat. And I was like, "I'm <laughs> well. That's what, that's our Lori." That's my co- that's when I'm thieving. That's my name when I th- when I do th- thieving. Oh, your your thieving name is. I'm a tubby piece of lard meat. Oh. Yeah, because you you know it's it's tough to remember all those words. Yeah, when you're yeah. giving notes notices to the police. Now, <laughs> we tubby don't, piece of lard meat bandit. I don't know with any assurance who goes home. Who do you? Let's take. I, I really don't. Let's take a wild guess who you think goes home. Do you think it's India or Angina? Well, I mean, it depends. I think if they go by show record so far, they mm-hmm. go by like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, track record. I think yeah. track record, yeah. I think Angina because India Farah won. Mm-hmm. But I think if they go by personality, then India. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really likes her. Now, we have a couple We have a couple of little things here. We know that Angina was sick the day of the girl group challenge. And so she was picked last because her voice was gone. We also okay. know that Angina, at the end, voted for herself because she thought that would be the most fair thing to do. Oh, brother. <laughs> Can I just say that, stop it. Anybody listening to this who's, com- who's going to be thinking about going into a competition, compete. Mm-hmm. Compete or get don't do the competition. Yeah. Don't be like Ben de la Creme. Don't be like Angina. Don't be fair. Mm-hmm. Be cutthroat and in it to win it. Yeah, this Angina's been campaigning like for 10 years to be on All Stars. And she finally gets on All Stars and then she's like, I'm going to yeah. vote for myself. Yeah, untuck nice those balls and yeah. use them and stop yeah. being a, a friggin' bitch about things. Yeah. Uh, okay, Laurie. Well, do you have any other spoilers to add to this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kate Blanchett is also a judge. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Uh, I re- believe it or not, I have. I'm just going to use the. I, I recorded an outro for Drag Race Recap, and I'm going to use that. But anyway, so correction on the outro: Luke Stamen did not produce this episode. That's all to say. All right. Oh, I was going to make fun of Luke, and then I thought that he produced it, so. No. All right. Talk to you later, Lori. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Twitter at PickleMyth. She also has other podcasts like The Bloody Podcast and Lori and Colin Have an Episode. They're available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support Lori on Patreon at patreon.com slash bloodypodcast. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. No, it wasn't. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. It's also Bloody Podcast, not The Bloody Podcast. Oh, God.